back to Excuse the Fandom. My name is Dave. And I'm Ben. And today we are going to talk strictly about football because this is when it gets tough. Yeah, the, 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 the professional kind of football. Right. This is when all the marbles are at stake now. All, all the, the marvels? Marbles. Is like the Avengers? No, I said marbles. Oh, marbles. There's a B. <laughs> oh, I heard marvel and I was like, all right, well, the, the marbles are at stake. This is the end game. All right, you stand. Playoffs. You no, see what I did there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it is the end game. <laughs> Avengers in theaters. <laughs> April. Unpaid advertisement. No, so this is where all the hard work from training camp translates right now. Yes. All those hours put in were meant for this moment. All of those hours. Starting at 4 o'clock Eastern time with the Colts versus the Yeah, the, the worst AFC matchup always gets the 4 o'clock. But even, like, I don't even, like, this is the first time in a super long time I can actually be excited. For the first I like game, all four of these games. They're all great. All four of them. They all have good narratives. It's really rare that you get all four wildcard games. You're like, let's go. Like, I'm about to... I'm off work all weekend, and I'm ready to sit and do nothing. Yeah, we and can watch literally football. just be like B-dubs. We're gonna just sleep here overnight. Yep. Just open a booth or two up for us. <laughs> just keep Good Morning Football on in the morning. Yeah, and I'm satisfied so, all day. We did a lot of advertising for the food. Yeah. This <laughs> no, but seriously, so we're gonna break everything down today. We're gonna start with a breakdown of the wild card games individually. And that's going to turn into how our brackets will look at the end. Yeah, so we're going to give you all of our picks for this weekend, but we'll, we'll get like in-depth analysis on our thoughts of what's going to happen. Yeah. And then we're going to give you the winners of the next rounds also, yeah. in case our we don't return before the playoffs are over. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. I, we don't know. I just know that come spring I'll have like a, kind of like a studio to do this in. Yeah, and then we're, we'll sound better. We'll probably have a new intro song. Yeah, things will be great. Be a fresh start to 2019. Yep. So, we're going to get into divisional round picks. I mean, wildcard round picks. Whole NFL picture. Then we're going to break down some prop bets that we liked. Yep. For each of the wildcard matchups. We're going to break down an award we both are pretty passionate about. Who should win what. Yep. And then four stories to come forward to in the offseason. Yeah. So, kind of like this a is whole a, picture. This is a fun offseason to look forward to, yeah. honestly. It's going to be good. This is one of my favorite NFL years of all time. Not going to lie. Like, the Ravens, I love the Ravens. Their season was, like, the perfect scenario for me as an individual because I love Lamar Jackson. Love. And he came in and, like, led us to the playoffs. Like, that's awesome. But also, like, you got the Mahomes-Breeze duel, like, the down duel. the stretch. Yep. You had that incredible Rams-Chiefs game that was yep. probably the, the greatest Saints regular game. season game ever. That game was amazing, too. Yep. You got the Steelers collapse. That was, was so interesting. Fans. It was so just entertaining in general. Yeah. That could have been anything. It was a good reality show. Yeah. It's been great. It really was. You got the Browns that are kind of good. They're really good. Like, Baker was killing it. Yeah. Like, this whole season has just been so fun to watch. And I, yeah. I just love it. So, I'm glad that the playoffs are finally here. And the playoffs are good. Yeah. They're all good. Because you matchups. could have such a good regular season and then have a terrible playoff scenario. Yeah. Where we have great playoff scenarios. Like, even the games after this are going to lead to the other great matchups. Yeah. The other great matchups. I think like no all, weaknesses. Like, like, all four wildcard teams wouldn't surprise me if they ended up in the Super Bowl. Like all the, four of them. It's crazy to think that, like, the Patriots' next game might be the weakest next game. Yeah. Which is the craziest thing to think of. And that's not even a slap on the Patriots. That's just how good the other matchups are going to yeah. be. It's just fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, let's get into our first matchup. We kind of brought it up. Houston-Indianapolis. It's a 4 o'clock game. It's probably my least exciting game of the week while also still being a great game. Yeah, like, I'm still ready for it. 
It might be outside of our own playoff matchup. I think it's like my second favorite. Because really? I think it's just gonna be offensive the entire game. I hope so. I'm worried that it doesn't end up like that. I think it'll end up being like a, a three like it's twenty four twenty one. Kinda like the regular season game. I think one of their games ended up like that. I don't think it's gonna be that high I think scoring. Someone will, I think someone will be third. I think there's gonna be big plays that cause yes. all of the scores though. So I think it'll be like defensive struggle with outbursts of offense and I mm-hmm. think that'll make it entertaining. So I have uh, Indy winning. They're uh, I think they're their favor or they're under one point dogs. So it's basically a pick'em and I'm choosing them this week. Why? So I think that I think the Andrew Luck factor, first off, they're on a roll. They're on absolute mm-hmm. tear. I think Houston was on that roll and they've kind of like just a little bit veered yeah. off of that roll. Off those train tracks. And I th- don't know if Deshaun Watson is truly good enough to keep up with Andrew Luck yet. Yeah. Also, the offensive line is so bad. I don't. I cannot remember a Super Bowl winner having a terrible offensive line. Like yeah. they just don't. They always have good offensive lines. And I think Houston. Actually, looking at all 16, 12 teams, I cannot do math. All twelve teams. I think Houston has the worst shot of winning the Super Bowl. Bold. In my mind, yeah. because they are they're, they're it's not too bold though to be honest. Their lines are not good, and they are t- top loaded on their roster. They have stars, mm-hmm. but after that, their depth they have no depth, depth, and I think yeah. that that'll cost them severely down the line. And I also think an underrated thing is just like I don't know, maybe it's not that underrated because a lot of people call it out. I don't know if the coaching's there either. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's not. He's not a bad coach. I would not call for his job at all. No, but like, he's not a top top-tier coach at all. Like, he's not going to take an average team and make them great. Right. Like a Belichick or, I don't know. Uh, I've seen Harbaugh do it in the past with some of our teams. But, like, well, even, like, look at the 2013 team. Like, yeah. Harbaugh took a bad team and won eight games with it. Like, that yeah. team was bad. Yeah. We were 500, so. I don't think Bill O'Brien could do something like that. Mm-hmm. So. So, to me, I think... I also have Indy picking because I just think overall they're just a better team. Yeah, their defense is full of young. It's like fast it's, it's new. This yeah. is the best defense we've seen in Indy since like the bracket, you know, Sander days. Even then, they weren't even that great. So. They just had like some dynamic playmaking, especially on the edge pass rushing. Yeah. But like this team is slowly. You can see that a they're ahead of schedule. They're way ahead of like the timeline that they probably expected to be at. But that's great for them because that means that. All these young players on defense now get a year's worth of playoff experience mm-hmm. that they, they may not have gotten. Um, the offensive side of the ball, too, has a lot of young pieces as well. I mean, Quentin Nelson's becoming like the best guard in the league. It's an already. all-pro guard rookie year. Already. Um, you have running backs that are still building. You know, Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines. They're still young. They're still like able to grow. I just think overall, top to bottom, they beat them. I think the, the depth of receiver is probably the one place the Colts don't beat them. But, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's so good. You don't really need that much more behind him, to be honest. Yeah, and Ebron's killing it. Ebron, yeah, Ebron's been spot, great. And so. then ne- the next year when they get Deion Kane back, they'll start to get that depth back. They'll yeah. probably get one more addition. So, the I mean, and their cap space is it's huge. In- insane. Huge. They have so many. I mean, they could add Lev Bell. They could add. They could add the top. I don't know who the top receiver on the market is, but they realistically, ABS. well, yeah. But I don't think that they're <laughs> dumb enough to trade for either one of those. I don't know if they have the – they do have the second round picks. They have a lot of those. Yeah. But. But back to like why I think Indianapolis will win, I think the biggest strength the Texans have is a pass rush and that front seven of their defense. I mean, obviously the Honey Badger is the Honey Badger. But after that, the secondary is not 
great in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they have bad they're, quarters. They're, they're average. Great. Like they're they're good enough, but not in this scenario, in my opinion. They're not good enough to hold Ty. Like none of them have shown ever that they can hold Ty. No. Like I feel like looking over the stats, like I think the minimum he gets at at playing at Houston's like one sixty in receiving yards, which is insane. So I think that's they have that edge there with Ty, and I think their offensive line has been so much better than advertised. You know, Andrew Luck has never had time to throw the ball, hence why he got that shoulder injury and was out for forever. Yeah. Because he never had protection. Now he does have that, and that this line will be able to contain Watt and Clowney enough to win. That's where I think it comes in. It's like, they, those two playmakers won't be able to make the one play they need to make. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I, think, I think this game will be a shootout. I think it'll be like a 31-24 27 kind of game and it's going to come down to the fact that those two guys just didn't make that one play that was necessary yeah and also that i i do want to say this wasn't like an easy pick for me no i i could very easily see houston making that defensive play that they need to make and jj watt strip sacks andrew luck or something yeah like like they're trying to run the clock out last second and all of a sudden watt just like Destroys Naeem Hines at the middle, and then yeah, it, it would not shock me if Houston's defense makes the plays to win. Yeah, I just if I had to pick one, I'm picking Indy, and I feel like that's how all of these games are this weekend. I I'm not sure about any of them. It's like a gut decision of like this is how we believe it really should go. Like yeah. on paper, this is how it would work. But like a lot of these games, obviously football's not played on yeah, paper. Yeah, I, I think the cliche thing is all of these games come down to the turnover battle. I think is what is going to end yeah. up deciding pretty much all of these games because the teams are pretty evenly matched and they're good matchups for each other. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Indy, plus one. Guaranteed. Yeah, I, I, I really don't don't hold us to that. Yeah, I, I just think, I think if you just look overall, they just beat Houston in Houston recently. They're on a four-game win streak coming into this. You know, Houston barely got past the Jags in the last game. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, the momentum is a huge thing going into the playoffs. We saw the Eagles do it. We saw the Ravens do it. Like, once you get the bye, you really need momentum to go far. And I think the Colts have that recipe right now and can definitely go at least to the next round. Yep. For sure. Okay. Tonight's game, we have Seattle at Dallas. This was uh, another one where like, I, I really don't know who wins when I was like sitting down thinking about it. I feel it. like I knew more of this one. I'm going to split hairs here for me. I think we have different picks. We do. I'm picking Dallas this game, and I think – it actually comes down to Dak Prescott making a play. Yeah, I know that sounds honestly like to it myself. A lot of it's, it scares me thinking yeah. about it because I don't tr- truly trust Dak because he's never really done it. But I think this yes. is where he he does step up to the moment. To be fair, like in big moments, he shows up, and I think this is where he's like, "Hey, I have all of this money on the line." I'm going to shove he's it up Jerry's butt. It? Yeah, he's going to – I don't know if he's going to completely flacco it because I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But he is going to win this game, in my opinion, on his arm, and that will say a lot about the franchise going forward. Or his legs. Or or maybe his legs. I could see them move. definitely – if they – it would not shock me if they run the ball with him a little bit more than yeah. they usually do. Yeah. But I think he makes a few plays to Amari. I think the defense – it reminds me a lot of the Eagles' defense last year – they're not really that great on the back end, but their front seven is just loaded with depth and talent. Yeah, with speed. Yeah, they're all fast. They all can pass yeah. rush. It's just it, it really does remind me of Phillies last year. Yeah. And they just overwhelm Russell Wilson and the rushing attack at the end of the day. And I think that Dallas wins a close game where Dak makes a play at the end. So that would be my 
that's how I see it. Yeah, but I could I could see that. I have Seattle winning on the road. I think Seattle's defense is good enough. Yes, that's always been the whole year. That's how I've always thought of Seattle's defense. Is they're good, good enough. enough, and like I think they're good enough to make enough stops, um, especially against Ezekiel. Which I mean, that's gonna be the biggest thing. Is like he killed them in Seattle, and he wasn't even in shape. So yeah. like, I think now that they've kind of gotten rid of some people, kind of gotten rid of some of that drama that they had at like, the beginning of the season. They've kind of worked through enough where they're good enough now to just make the plays they need to make, stop the plays they need to stop. I think on the other side of the ball, the Dallas defense has got all that speed and it's going to make Russell's life a little hard. But at the end of the day, it's Russell and the man can just ball when he needs the ball and he rises up to the occasion. So I think offensively, Seattle will make enough plays deep you know, we're going to see a, probably one, at least one or two bombs to Tyler Lockett deep where he just beats their, their corners and safeties. But the biggest thing I think, and the biggest reason I think they win is not their running game, but Doug Baldwin. We finally saw him creep back to life. And he and Russell have that connection. I just really think that that will be a driving force for them to win this game. But I do agree that Dak is going to rise up and it's going to be a heck of a shootout. Yeah, a heck of a shootout. I think this game, I, I do really think that he trusts Doug Baldwin again, which is yeah. a huge aspect huge. to their offense. Mm-hmm. But I think this game will really come down to which rush defense is is just on Does their enough. game. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, Dallas is, I think they're fifth in the league in rush defense, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And Seattle's 13th, which is like middle of the road. With Ezekiel. But it's against Ezekiel Elliott. So if they can hold Zeke down mm-hmm. and they can make Dak Done throw enough, the ball yeah. all game, yeah, I think that'll be where Seattle can definitely but, win. It would not like, either way. It, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think if, this will be less scoring than the last one for sure. I think it's probably yeah. closer to like a twenty seventeen game. Yeah, I think it's going to be twenty four twenty one grind them out kind yeah. of game. But I think when people underestimate, and I heard it on the Simpson Lefka podcast, was that we forget how good Dak was in the one playoff game he's had. Yeah, he was, he was great amazing. Against him. He was playing Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron. he went toe-to-toe and went three touchdowns, one pick, and threw for like three-something. And he was one Jared Cook miraculous catch away exactly. from winning that game. Yeah. Exactly. And making a run. and Because that they were so young at that point, they, they were just living off energy. And um, that offensive line was, was incredible right. that year. So I think it's going to come down to, if Dallas wins this game, it's because that energy from that game comes back. Mm-hmm. And Zeke and Dak just live in that energy. But I just don't know. I think the composure of Pete Carroll and just that experience that him and Russ are going to bring to that game, I think that's just going to overweigh. Yep. I give Seattle find a way the coaching win. advantage all day long. Hands down, yeah. All right. So let's move into the game that we are most closely emotionally Tarsen. connected with. Yeah. And the the, the Chargers coming in, into Baltimore to play the Ravens. Right. And I got to admit, I if there's one game that I'm like, I would put money down on this week, it's this game. And I'm not oh. trying to be a homer, but I really oh. think Baltimore winning this game is like the surest thing of the week, and I'm not even that sure about it, but right. it is like that would be my bet of the week. I think that everyone, the narrative this week is like, oh, Philip Rivers can't play as bad as he did, and Lamar Jackson can't play as well as he did as two weeks ago when they played. And I don't think, like, I really think that Lamar could easily play better. They got into the red zone a lot, a lot in the first half and didn't come away with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I th- and they didn't even score one of the times. And he, Tucker missed two field goals. Yeah. 
I, I'm just saying, they left so many points on the board, and it, people are acting like it was a close game. Yeah, yeah. at the end... The score the, was close. The, the Chargers had a chance at the end, the to be close. fair, because the offense didn't put the game away. But they score even if they score one touchdown in those three times they had it inside the ten. I think the game was over. Like yeah. it wasn't even close. It was at hand. So the game, the first game was definitely not as close as people were saying. And also, I don't think that you could stop this Ravens offense. I don't think it's really possible right now. Yeah. The the problem I see, and I I heard this before, uh, before Lamar basically took over and started. It was before the Bengals game. There's a lot of people saying that there was this pendulum swinging all the way to the pass game and that eventually teams would swing all the way back around to the run game because of the type of personnel def- defenses had now yeah. can't stop rushes like not big rushing attacks. Yeah. Like I think they were talking I, th- I heard CJ Mosley talk about the fact that there is no middle linebacker stars anymore like there mm-hmm. used to be because kids don't want to play middle linebacker because there's no money in it because they're not nearly as glamorous or even really as valuable to defenses as they used to be. Right. So there's no, there are no run-stopping linebackers anymore, and I think that is just a huge advantage when you look at this matchup because their linebackers really aren't that great. Yeah, their linebackers, they're weak there, and their line's fast. And Brandon Meebane's not playing, and I think that is, that's their run-blocking lineman, and I, he was the one that clogged the lane in the, the first game. And he's not playing, so I think that they're going to be able to run the ball up the middle with Edwards and Dixon a lot more effectively than the first time around. Anything on anything on the LA side? And I, him, them going to Baltimore in that stadium with all that noise after he laid an egg the first time, and playoff Philip Rivers is not good; like he's not shown up often at all. I'm not sure if he can get it done. I think Weddle's familiarity with him, him as a person, is yeah. so valuable to the defense too. Mm-hmm. I, I like people are saying like I don't think he's going to play as bad as he did the first time. That was a really bad game, but he's going to have to light like he's going to like Baker Mayfield lit us up last mm-hmm. week, and they didn't win. They didn't even put that many points on the board, and he had three long passes down the field. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so like I'll get into what I think. I think the Ravens do eke it out. I think it's a lot closer than the first matchup in terms of not only points but feel. I felt like how Ben felt. The fact that we left points on the board, that game just felt we we overpowered them. Yeah, it wasn't even completely close. like and I think the tide is definitely gonna change to the point where like we might need to see a little bit more playmaking out of Lamar because we didn't have he didn't have to make plays the first. He game. didn't do. He had two he had plays th- where I think he was like, okay, yeah, and then the rest of them were like he managed the game. And yeah. that was it. And I, I think he had like thirty-seven rush yards in that. And thirty of them were on one of the one play. Right. So like he didn't have to do much at all in terms of actually using his athleticism and legs to make plays down the field. And I think that was huge because it kind of saved him for this moment. Yeah, they saw what our offense looked like, but they didn't see what Lamar looked like. Yeah. And I don't think the NFL has either. Mm-hmm. I think the first glimpse was the run down the sideline against the Browns, where, like, if Chris Moore thinks his quarterback can be that fast, holds a block, he runs for 60 yards. He, because it but was no crazy how – I think what his true gift in the open field is he can sprint while changing directions. Yeah. And guys just, just whiff. So yeah. it's it, no, he doesn't cut. He just changes direction. Yeah. It's weird how mm-hmm. he how he's able to do that. It's the head but, bob he does. Yeah, it's the little head fake. 
it's, he gets it's, me every time. He gets, the cameraman falls down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but no, I think in terms of the, 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 the defensive game for the Chargers, we're going to see, I think, more out of their two dynamic pass rushers. So it's going to be, can our offensive line contain that in the pass game enough? Because, I mean, Bosa and Ingram are two elite talents. But he's I think he's absolutely. Oh yeah, he's, they're crazy. Like, I think Ingram's the best option defender that there is in the league because he's so patient too. Right. So I think, in terms of their defense, it's going to come down to, will one of those two just make an outrageous play? Yeah, and I, that I think completely shifts the game. But our offense is built to neutralize pass rushers like mm-hmm. that too, because you can't just rush the passer on any given play because right. it's it's game over if you pick wrong. Yep. Like you, you don't set the edge, and that's the end. Like that's how we beat you. Yeah. And every and when every single pass play comes off of play action, because every almost everyone, Does. I think it's like almost ninety percent of our pass plays have come off play action. Mm-hmm. It it just completely makes you hesitate as a, as a pass rusher. So I think, and then if you go into the Chargers' offensive game plan, I think we'll see. Even with Lamar a little hurt, I think we'll, they'll try to give him the ball a little bit more. Maybe Melvin Ingram. I mean, yeah, with yeah. Melvin hurt a little. They'll give him the ball a little bit more than they were. I think it just it means so much to their game to get him going. I think their guards are that's their weak spot of their yeah. of their whole team is their interior linemen are just not that great. That's where and our, that's our where our defense eats. Yeah, yeah, like we, our pass rushers are consistent, but they're not explosive. Where like but on our interior, we, we just push the pocket so well and we I, eat the pocket. And Philip Rivers may be the least mobile quarterback in the NFL, him and, and that's. Eli. That's with Eli, that's with Tom. I think that he's worse than them, and that yeah. says a lot. So I think that's – the matchup's just not good for the Chargers, right. and I think that's why I feel so confident in the Ravens winning, yeah. is that if there was a, an offense to beat their defense, we have it. Because Lamar only needs to make three or four throws, yeah. like down the field throws, and he's been capable of that every game. He showed it against started. them. Yeah. yeah. I think it comes down to Gordon on their offense – um, Mike can, Williams. Can, can the running backs pass protect? I think it's right. a huge aspect of that, and that is with Gordon. Like, can yep. he stand in there? And he might not be able to go out and to make an option because he's got and, a pass And Phillip lives off of those checkdowns. Yeah. So the, it's just, to me, I don't know if he is going to be able to have such a good game, but yeah. I think that is such a key to the game that yeah. I don't know if they can win. But I think, and then outside of Gordon on offense, I think for the Ravens, they have to be really weary, not of Keenan Allen, because obviously he's amazing. But yeah, I think it's, completely it's the opposite. It's the Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. The, the down the field It's those plays. two. They're just such big humans that are so athletic. I mean, we saw Najoku on Marlon Humphrey. Right. Last, it was the only catch Najoku had. It was just it up was and over Humphrey. And you you watch Humphrey and you're like, well, that sucked because he did about as good as yeah. he can do. And then Najoku just got a rebound. Yeah. That's literally all that was. So I think Chargers offensively, that's the three players to look out for. It's like... Can Gordon do anything remotely? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. On our offense, I expect Lamar to be much better in the run game than he was. Yes, yeah, so I think personally. more consistent. Yeah, because right. before he lost yards a lot right. in the first game. I think that'll be the biggest thing from our offense perspective. And then how many shots can he make down the field? And I think between Snead and Brown and Mark Andrews, and even Hayden Hurst, because he's been finally coming alive. I, one I of those really four, like Hayden Hurst in the open field right now. One of those four is going to make a play. Yeah. And that's where our offense will just get above them, is when one of those four is going to make a play. Like the, the run game is going to kill him like, every time down the field against Ben. But one of those four, 
I guarantee we'll make a play. That's kind of hard. I'm giving four options, but like I strongly feel that's like, that's our offense though. You right. just don't know who's gonna hit. I think you. Crabtree's the only one that you can know that's it's not gonna be a big play. It might be a big third down. He's a good. He's good after the catch. Right. But like he's not going to go down the field yeah, and like, get open. Like I expect him to convert one third and thirteen. Yeah. To Crabtree, and that's probably what's gonna happen. But. I think Crabtree's better down the middle where Lamar is more comfortable. Also, watch John Brown down the field. We have we only saw him take one shot all regular season while he was playing. And, he's and had I think it. he's had it. I think he's gonna try at least once this game. I can't remember what play it was last week, but he rolled out to the right and he I think he threw it ended up throwing it out of bounds, whatever, but John was like no one was behind John. Yeah. And it was there if he saw it, but maybe this is where on film he sees it. Also RPOs. Yeah, the, the RPOs. pass options have you can't defend them. Like, They've been really good, and I, I'm just—I'm sure it's probably something we're, we're having the playbook for next year that we just don't want to yeah, use too much. Yeah, we wanted to keep stuff off film. I guarantee you, that was. And now that we're in the playoffs, I don't think that they're going to hold back. This is the gadget time. This yeah. is the weird time. So, and then hopefully we scrap the toss, the, the option toss plays. There's, just cut them out. I think that they work not on third down. <laughs> you need yeah. to use them. On, like if first and ten, also, try not an option play. Miles Garrett just blows your line. Yeah, why are you doing it at the one guy and like at the rest? The right Stanley, side has no. Like play. Stanley is not a run blocker. We've been through that. We've been yeah. down that before. Stop doing that. All right, so the final game on Sunday, final it's uh, Philadelphia in Chicago. Duh Bears. Duh Bears against the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure everyone in Philly is still celebrating. They They're still stopped. saying that. Yeah, they're gonna say it for the next three thousand sure, years. Yeah. <laughs> so they won't win another one for forever, and they'll be like, "Well, we got that one with Nick Foles, and you know what? Nick Foles is back, and he's playing incredibly well. Ties the NFL record for most consecutive completions last week. Because why not? Because he's Nick Foles. He's also playing the Redskins. Yeah, but the, yeah, the Redskins are always their rosters like always kind of good, and they're always kind of bad. They're always kind of bad at the same time. I don't really know how I ever feel about the Redskins. They always feel terrible. Oh yeah, they always make me sick. But like I, the Maryland Redskins. Oh gosh, get out of Landover, guys. Go back to DC. Um, yeah, but this game they're in Chicago. Uh, Khalil Max over or under three sacks for Khalil, Khalil Mack. Three sacks. That's high. I think he just gets to go over. It's under. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know. I always be like, obviously under. But, but is it obvious? I'll take under. I think that they're going to run the ball pretty well at Chicago. With who? Josh Adams. Why do you get so quiet? You're, like, really I'm unsure of what I said. Yeah, I just don't like that idea. I think that they're going to be able to move the ball on this defense, surprisingly. Okay. Yeah. So, the... It's interesting how we go from the Ravens defense. We're going to talk about the Bears defense because they're they're the number one and number two defenses in the league, whether whichever way you put it. Yep. And how are you they're watching? so different at the yep. same time because the the Ravens are just solid veteran guys who just do their job, play in and play out. Where it's the just scheme is really good. it's just tough to get a first down on them. Where the Bears <laughs> not are not necessarily that right. Great all around, but they have playmakers everywhere. I mean, you got Mac, obviously. He's just probably the best defensive player in the game outside of Aaron Donald, obviously. Yeah. And then you got Eddie Jackson, who's killing it. You have Fuller on the outside, the corner, who's just been a great shutdown corner for them. You've got, 
I don't think Roquan Smith had that great of a year, but he was the next thing that popped into my head. He's he's pretty decent. And he's talented. Prince the talent's M- there. They're, the defensive line is stacked, mm-hmm. like, all around. Like, they just have... Trevathan's there. Did you say Danny Trevathan? No, I didn't just say He's Trevathan. consistent. He's been consistent. Like, they're, li- like they're just... He's again, the spot. They're top to bottom. They have playmakers, and I think so, that's where the them and the Ravens differ. You can move the ball in Chicago, but you're... You can't. You're playing with fire the whole time. Yeah. So, their defense is really good, but can they stop the magic of Nick Foles? And that's that's the question. I think they're going to really focus on that, and I think the the Eagles' run scheme is going to be opened up a little bit more with Josh Adams and Darren Sproles. They're going to make plays. I think Darren Sproles specifically. They're going to try to get him involved in the short passing game. It's going to work. So can't believe that. What about the Bears' offense? I don't know. I really never know what to think because it's all scheme-based. I don't trust any of their players to make a play. None of them. Maybe Cohen, but he's like, if you're backup running backs, the first guy you think of as a playmaker on offense, you're probably not full of playmakers. And it's all scheme-based, which I don't like because that means that you have to play rock, paper, scissors with the defense on a play-by-play basis and hope that your scheme beats their scheme. And I just don't know how that's going to work over the course of a game with Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. It's a little different when you have a better quarterback. But I'm not a fan of Trubisky, and I do not believe that this team – this is almost like my Houston of the NFC. And I know a lot of people are picking the Bears to make it to the Super Bowl. Like, they're a popular pick right now. And I just don't know if they can – like, their defense isn't as dominant as I think people are believing, per se. And I don't like Trubisky – at all to make the play at the end of the game. I would take Prescott over Trubisky, in my opinion, because of the way that they can finish games. So I'm going to take Philadelphia, especially the line. They're they're six-point underdogs. They get a whole, almost a whole touchdown. So yeah, I think the line's fair. I would, take, I would bet Philly, especially on the line, but I'm also going to just pick them to win the game straight out. Yeah, see, that's where we – somehow we've got both AFCs but not both NFCs. Yeah. I disagree. I think the home team will prevail on this. I like Chicago a lot in terms of being able to slow this offensive down. It's not dynamic. They're not asking Nick to do anything crazy. He's just they, running They're offense. throwing down the field, though, which they right. weren't doing with Wentz. But I think it's because they, they design the entire offense around what Nick does, Yeah, which is stay in the pocket and throw the ball, whereas Wentz, you're like – Here's kind of the keys, just don't come back wrecked yeah. with the car. And that's kind of how they, they view it, and he always comes back wrecked, <laughs> which is why Nick comes in the game. But, like, I really just think that Nick, not that he's running a basic, but it's just it fits his skill set so well, what they make him do. And that's where I think, because of that, I think the, the Bears might be able to pick him apart a little bit more. Because it's not as dynamic yeah, as what he, Carson he, will bring. He does need a clean pocket, I will say. Right. He, he, I think that the difference is that he trusts his receivers, too, a little more. Where Wentz, mm-hmm. like, focuses in on Ertz because he's, like, he's the guy that gets open the most, and I'm just going to throw it to the open guy. Where it's, like, say that, that bomb to Nelson Aguilar last week that or against the Texans right. that, the, that Foles threw, it was just, like, 
it was so good down the field. But Aguilar really wasn't open on that play. Like the corner was with him, and he threw Aguilar down the field. He threw him open. So I think that they're. I think that he almost fits their personnel a little bit better right now. Again, the yeah. argument that Wentz should be traded is the dumbest thing in my mind. It's terrible. The only way you can even consider that is if the doctors are like, "Hey, his back's in really bad shape." Like, yeah, that's the only way. And I, even then, I'm like, I'm probably gonna Andrew Luck it and take the time to get him healed. Mm-hmm. But. I think right now, I think Foles is the better quarterback for this personnel grouping, especially considering their lines kind of coming together. Like they've been playing yeah. well, yeah, recently. I just think I think the defense, the Bears defense has been so good all year long. It's stopped some of the best offenses. I think it's gonna get one more stop here. That's kind of where it's gonna end for them. But I think they do enough on defense to to win the game, and then on the offensive side of the ball, I think. They have done one great thing, and it frustrated me all year long as a fantasy owner, but they kept Jordan Howard out of the mix. Yeah, he felt like on purpose. He's been now effective, that, yeah. Now that I've like seen the whole year happen, you kind of thought, oh, it's just because this tweak and tone is just so good, we don't want to have Jordan on the field. It's not that at all, because they saw in November and December, Jordan came on the field and was back to being effective like he was last year. Yeah. And I really think it was a strategic plan because they want to play a different style of football now when it's the playoffs. I would expect to see more of Jordan Howard running the ball, less of the Tariq Cohen magic, but that just makes that magic even more better when it happens. Oh, yeah. We saw saw so much Tariq at the beginning of the year. He was making so many plays. You know, he was doing so many dynamic things for that offense that it was kind of like what they ran on. And then it was working off of that. I think it's going to be the complete opposite now. It's going to be Jordan Howard grounding and pounding you to death. I think they should Tariq in the flat and then killing you over the middle with you know Trey Burton and Allen Robinson and then you have the deep shots with uh, Taylor Gabriel and I don't know if Anthony Miller is healthy but Anthony Miller and that I just think I don't love Mitchell yet I think he's got a lot of room to improve because his athleticism's there but I think he can do enough in terms of game managing where he just has the playmakers in front of him to just get him the ball and just let him do their thing and that's all they're going to ask him to do yeah. And it's worked so well for teams that have a defense like that. I mean, that's what we're telling Lamar to do. So that's yeah, where I that's that's the problem with mine. I don't know if their scheme is going to allow them to to pound the ball, eat the clock like they should with that defense. Right. If you ate, ate the clock with that defense, it's, it's over. it would be so hard they're to create beat a turnover. Them. You know they're going to yeah, create a they're going to because they're going someone's going to make a play. So that's yeah. if they scheme it correctly. Yeah. Again, this was a tough game. It's yeah, tough it's, for me to pick the Eagles because they really are. It's, just, it's close in my mind. If it was in Philly, I would take the Eagles for sure. But because yeah. it's in Chicago, it really does make me want to pick Chicago. I just don't trust Trubisky. I just I, I feel like it just makes so much sense that the Bears also, like the Colts, are a year ahead of where they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're going to play this game out. Hometown. Fans going to be rocking. They haven't seen a playoff game in so long. I haven't seen a team this good skill-wise in so long. I think they're just going to rock it, and I think this is where Foles' magic might come to an end, and we might see, like, because the worst-case scenario for the Eagles is he turns into the Foles we saw. Yeah, if they win another Super Bowl, St. Louis, what the heck do you do with them? But no, like, I think he could, like, if he turns into the oh, Foles from St. Louis. St. Well, yeah, that was Jeff Fisher, though, so. Well, if Jeff Fisher shows like, up to the game, you should watch out. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, if, what if he turns into, you know, back to average Nick Foles? He can. He did. He did last year in the playoffs against Atlanta. He was not right. good, and I, that's because Atlanta just isn't good for moments. But they, yeah, <laughs> they were that. a fast yeah. team. I think that's that's where if you can get him out of the pocket, 
he's not good. I yeah. think that's his, his clear weakness. That's why I, like, the prop bet for Khalil for three plus sack, I think is I think I would take it. It is <laughs> outrageous, but I think his immobility. It's true. I it's think there. And the line play has been better, but it's still not a good. It's like the youngest line. quarterback that can't move. Like yeah, I think that the game will come down to Philly's ability to run the ball and move the chains. I think that is. Yeah. They're gonna need. They're, I think that they're going to hit some deep shots for sure. I don't like these corners are, are good, but they're not great on Chicago's side. Yeah, I think Alshon's going to have a few big plays. I think Zach Ertz going to be able to move the chains. Ertz but is if, a difference maker. If they can't run the ball, they're not going to be able to, to sustain drives, and I think that's the whole key to the game is Philly being able to sustain drives yeah. to keep their defense off the field. Yeah, I see it the opposite way. I see like I think Chicago's going side. to move the ball. Yeah. I just don't know if they're going to be able to make enough plays that are like the key third downs. I don't trust Trubisky down the field, even though the corners in Philly are about as bad as it gets. Yeah, honestly, they're so depleted on defense. Their, defen- on that side of their the defensive defense. line is good. Is great. It's it's almost as it's good snapped. as it was last year. Yeah. So I think it's going to come down to like a Trey Boo Boo third and eight conversion. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to. They don't it's trust to like ice the game. Like they'll have like a, three, a field goal lead. And then Trey Pupu ruins the Eagles' playoff. Yeah. And again, I, I think all four of these games are super close at the yeah. end. The final scores are going to be – that's why I, if you had to bet a game, Philly. Bet Philly because yeah, I, I that is the that one that. that's the biggest line in most places. I have them at plus yeah, like I think six. the Bears went by three. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't shock me if – three or four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind Chicago can easily win this game. All right. So to recap our wild card weekend, I have Indy beating Houston. Seattle beats Dallas, Baltimore beats the Superchargers, and then Chicago beats the Beagles. All right, just go through your bracket real quick. Okay, so after that, that means Baltimore goes on the road to New England? Yeah, so we so as Baltimore fans, because I have the same, the AFC plays out the same mm-hmm. in this scenario, we want New England. I do not yeah, want, I, I don't want to have to play Kansas City and then KC play in New England. England. Right. I would rather play... New England, and then and take I our think chances. New England is sitting there thinking, just don't give us Baltimore right away. Yeah. Because if anyone can come into our house and beat us in this oh, first try, it's us. The only there's only two teams that have done it, and it's us right. and the Mark Sanchez Jets. I don't know how that. Right. It's the other team. But. I think that's where New England's sitting back and waiting. And I think Baltimore does enough on offense that time to beat New England again. Yeah. I think the defense can do a, a lot to stop Tom. I don't think there's enough playmaking ability on that offense this year to nope. really do anything against the defense. That's it's literally just going to come down to Bill's going to have such a game plan against Lamar. What can Lamar do down the field to just really knock his socks off? Mm-hmm. I think that's and I think it'll happen. I think he makes a couple good throws. Next thing you know, the game is up by seven and then they just can't come back. And I think that Steven Gostowski's have a bad year. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Tucker is a huge edge in all of these playoff games. None yeah. of these AFC teams bes- Minus the Colts, have a good yeah, kicker, <laughs> and even Vinatieri, you can tell like he's after, limited after, after yeah, yeah, he's 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 getting up there, and now his his range isn't as it was. But yeah. Tucker is a huge advantage over all of these AFC teams, in my opinion. Yep. In the other K, um, in the other divisional matchup for the AFC, I have Kansas City beating Indy. I don't think it's going to be close, personally. Yeah, I that's the game. I don't think their defense can stop the Colts' defense. That is, can stop Kansas City at all. <laughs> And I don't think Andrew has enough receiving options to really blow it back open. Um, for the NFC, that means Philly goes into New Orleans, and I think the Saints are just 
a well-oiled machine. They will be rested and ready, and I think they're going to beat them there. That means Chicago, who has already beaten the Los Angeles Rams once, goes to L.A. Wait, you said Philly. You meant, do you mean Seattle? Oh, yeah. Wait. wait. You said Seattle, or Philly went to New Orleans. Oh, my head. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yes? Yeah, because Seattle would go to New Orleans. Yeah. In, the, yeah. in your scenario, yeah. Yeah. Seattle goes to New Orleans, and then Chai goes to the Rams. Yes. So I still think, no matter what, New Orleans beats Seattle. I think that offense will just run all over that defense. Yeah. It's not good enough yet. No. They're rebuilding to be good enough, but they're yeah, not there they're yet. They're another team year, really. They right. shouldn't be in the playoffs, and they're like, better than what everyone thought. So, that means Chicago, like I said, goes on the road to play a team they already beat at home. But I don't think it's going to be close this time around. I think the Rams kind of knew what they were in for playing in Chicago. I think they kind of... Yeah, I think the Rams in the warmer weather. Yeah, and I just think they're just... They're going to be rested. Gurley's got, what, like three weeks of rest? Four yeah. weeks of rest? I think that's scary. It's going to come down to, like, the quarterback matchup. Golf just needs to be better. And I think he will be. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll do just enough to be better there. So, to the championship round of, the, of each conference, I have Kansas City beating Baltimore. I want to say Baltimore can do it. We almost saw them do it. I just... At the end of the day, I don't think this team is ready. No. It's just not ready. And I think, as much as I think they can do it, I think Kansas City also, I don't believe, is ready because it's Andy Reid. But I think they just finally get Andy to another Super Bowl. And it finally, finally happens. And we just get to see the matchup we all want to see, which is MVP versus MVP. Because I have New Orleans beating the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. So we have the top two candidates. And you can pick either one, I think, at this point. I beg to differ, but I'll... I mean, I, I would pick later. Pat because he's thrown 50 touchdowns. Yeah. But like, I think a lot of people could pick either or. Um, and, but I do have the better team winning, which is New Orleans, because their defense is better. And that's where I give the edge to. All right. So, so the Saints, I, ha- champs. I have the same AFC side, almost mm-hmm. like exactly. So I'm just going to go into my NFC, where I, I picked two the, the wildcard winners are different. I picked Dallas to beat Seattle. And I picked Philly to beat Chicago. So that means that... Philadelphia goes into New Orleans, and I think this is another. I, I think that the Eagles are the one, the the wild card team that nobody wants to face because they're going to keep every game close, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Even if they, I don't think that they really have a shot against New Orleans. They're going to keep it close, mm-hmm. and if Drew Brees makes the mistake he has not yet to make all year, that that will be the difference. And I I bet on Drew Brees. So New Orleans is going to win against Philly in New Orleans. I think that's easy. Uh, Dallas goes to Los Angeles. Uh, I like Dallas's defense against the Rams' offense, but I just think at the end of the day, they're going to dot their I's and cross their T's on defense in L.A., mm-hmm. on the Rams' defense, because they've been just kind of playing super loose with Sue and Donald. Like, they're too good not to – if they just play in their gaps and they they actually, like, stay focused on not getting sacks but winning the game, which I think the playoffs will make you yeah. be a little bit more focused – I think they're going to be able to just kill Dallas's offense. I don't think Dallas is going to be able to do much at all. So the Rams are going to win. Um, that means we get the the matchup we saw, I forget which week it was, earlier in the year, with the Rams going to New Orleans. And the New Orleans won late in that game. They had an offensive explosion. And I think that this actually is going to be different than the first time. And I think the Rams are going to go into New Orleans and win. I think Gurley being rested 
is a huge aspect of this. So he's not he's healthy. I think their whole team's pretty healthy too, minus Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, which was a huge th- it's a huge thing that Cooper Cup's not there. I think so too. But Gurley being healthy is just it's just great for them. I think they're going to go in. New Orleans hasn't quite been on their game the past few weeks, um, so I think that that is going to be pretty easy for the Rams. And then so that means that we got the game of the year mm-hmm. back for round two in Kansas City and the Rams in the Super Bowl. And I think it will be the most watched Super Bowl of all time if this is what it ends up as. Yeah. Because just because of what we saw, we the taste that we got. And this is going to be so bitter when we watch this game because it's not going to be nearly as no as entertaining as the first one was. But I have the Rams winning. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be them being able to just run the ball down Kansas yep. City's throat. And yep. that's really what they should have done the first time. Yep. And they didn't need to. They still won. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think that Ty Gurley just has the that day, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. The one outlier, I would say, in the entire playoffs is if Kansas City realizes how good Damian Williams is and actually f- just feeds him. He's, he's I think, been pretty I mean, good. Damian Williams, I don't think he's not good. Yeah, he's if, not great, they can but run like, the ball, yeah. he's shown enough where he can do part of what Kareem was doing. I mean, you could tell. The, the Ravens had success in the second half against them mm-hmm. on that side of the ball. Until the fourth and nine bomb that yeah. I don't want to talk about, but right. they weren't playing the run at all. Every time they handed the ball off, they got eight yards. It's exactly. because they were rushing the passer every time on the defensive line. Yeah. So if they can just get any sort of running game, it's game over. Yeah, and I exactly. don't, I don't trust Andy Reid to do that. No, and that I, is my problem. Yeah. But it, it really is like me as a casual fan. If I can see that, I don't know why right, you I, can't see that. Like, I saw that Damian Williams has been able to do enough with that football in his hand, yeah. that he can help take that offense back to a different level it was at earlier in the year. And I just don't know if anyone else is. Also, the, uh, the other outlier is Kansas City just has a monkey on their back that they cannot get off. Andy Reid has a monkey on his back. Either. Andy Reid, the whole city. Well, I mean, they, well, I mean, they had one the, the Royals once, but I think they have that... Rock Chalk Jayhawk, so, I mean... Sure. <laughs> Kansas basketball is pretty good. Yeah, they are. They just got true. less miles. Like they're turning upwards. The whole state. So like that's why it's like, is this the time when the monkey? This isn't as bad as Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland took the greatest basketball player of our generation to get that. Yeah. <laughs> to get Twice. that off second, of their back. Second time. Yeah. They took to two it. shots. And they had to build a team around them too. So does is Patrick Mahomes LeBron is basically what I'm. Bold. Trying. It's bold. And I don't but know if he's there. But it also makes sense. It makes sense because he—you—it's going to take a special player. And Alex Smith wasn't a special player. Yeah. So we'll see. If because it, it, it honestly, the whole thing in the AFC side, it can, if Indy can go in, if or if we can go in and beat Kansas City, if Houston wins today, I think that's it's completely changed everything. Yeah, and I think that's where New England's got to be. Like I said, all they want to do is see Kansas City. Yeah. If they can make their way to Kansas City, they know they're in the Super Bowl. And I think that's where they're like, if anyone but Baltimore comes our way, we kind of got them. Because no one's going to come up here and own us. Yeah, where? I don't think Houston can go in there and beat them. I don't think it would I don't think it would be close. Yeah. So that's why they want to avoid us. Also, yeah. but the, it, honestly, if they can get their home game in Houston, and then we can go knock off Kansas City, then they have us at home. And I think them having two home games is huge, is, is huge too. Yep. So yep. it wouldn't shock me if New England's in it. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, no, like I, there's a definitely a world where I see 
even if we win and the Colts win, if the Chargers win and the Colts win, I still see a world yeah. where the Patriots get through. It wouldn't like like yeah yeah, and they, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. I, I, don't I think New Orleans or Los Angeles. There's too much kill. offense. There's just too yeah, much offense. They're too slow as a team to keep up with them. But so. like. Maybe Chris Hogan turns back into like nah, super, I don't, super I don't, Hogan or something. I don't want to buy into that. But. So let's go through. And we each picked two prop bets for each game. We'll quickly go over those. Yeah, so it kind of falls into the narratives that we play, like how, how we expect the game to go. Yeah. They kind of all fill, fall into that. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on these, but these yeah. are these were interesting to us. So my first one for Indianapolis um, versus Houston. Kansas City, but for Houston was the fact that I believe Lamar Miller will go under his rush attempts. Then that falls into what line. is the, the what's the line? I think it was fourteen and a half was the line. I just see a, a world where luck gets out to like a, I mean both teams are just scoring back and forth, and it gets to the point where you know even if Houston falls behind a little bit, they're gonna have to throw the ball. I also like Dante Foreman a lot. He's finally in the fold there. <laughs> Thank goodness for them. Yeah. But, like, I see him getting more carries. Obviously, Alfred Boo always, for some reason, gets carries. Somehow. The Sean man Watson never himself stops. will run the ball. I, I think that's a good one to look out for, is him going under that 14-5. Yep. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Your first one. Um, I think you talked about this earlier. T.Y. Hilton always seems to dominate Houston in Houston. And, uh, by the way, the, the lines that we got are from sportsinteraction.com. So they, they do their own gambling and stuff. Super fun. But T.Y. Hilton, their line is for 82 and a half yards. And I'm going to have to go over that because he averages well over 100 against Houston in Houston. Well, so I'm going to take, I mean, that's an easy one for me. Yeah. Even if they don't win. Even, even though we think they're going to win on explosive plays. And yeah. T.Y. is their explosive playmaker. But like he, like I said earlier, he's... Gone over like one sixty, like each of the last like five which is times. Double, which is absurd. Which is double what this line is. So I, I, that's an easy one for me. I'm sure that other places have it a little higher. Yeah, and mine was the my next one was the over for receptions for him. The line is at six. I mean, he grabs like nine balls a game against yeah. them. Yep. Like same thing. And it's because he's so consistent for Andrew. Like he is the number one option. Obviously, he runs two. I don't like their but like safety. after yeah. two. Like. Houston's safety play is not that great. No. They don't have good corners. T.Y. plays out of the slot. You need good corners to cover slot guys. I think it's just it's just too easy. This line just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other one was Mac Marlon Mack having over thirteen and a half attempts. I think they're going to be able, they're going to want to run the ball with that offensive line. Um, I think that's just I have a I just have a gut feeling they're going to definitely try to feed Mac, especially considering. They're not really using Hines in the run game at all. They're using him more as a Tariq Cohen gadget kind of guy. So, right. All right, the next game, Dallas and Seattle. Um, I'm just going to say, I kind of went, I think Dak's going to make plays, and I'm going to pick over 238 yards. Agreed. I think he, like that's not that, he doesn't throw for a lot of yards often. It's really rare. I think he's mm-hmm. only got like five career 300-yard passing games. Right. But I think he gets at least close to that and goes over 238. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we won't see maybe the explosive game he had against Green Bay because, remember, Green Bay's defense is never good. But I still think that he will be throwing enough where he's got to make plays, considering I did say Seattle's going to win. So he's got to have to make plays. 
So I think like 250 minimum is where he'll be at. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with the, that kind of narrative again. Uh, I'm going to say Zeke is under his 20 rush attempts that they have. Um, I think that they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and I think he gets close to 20. Like, he's up in, at 17-18. But I don't know if they're – I think they're going to use him a little bit more in the passing game. So Yeah, totally see that. My other one continues to piggyback off of Dak having to play out of his mind to win this game. And I'm going to say Dak goes over his rush yards that they have anticipated for him, which that line for his rush yards was like, I think it was 23. Let me get it real quick. It was, I lost it. Wow. I know I had it. I'm so sorry. Bad TV. (laughs) It was stalled. Yeah, it's gone. Wow. I think it. I think it was. 20 it was nineteen point five yards of rush. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah. an easy take. That's like opinion. one. That's one decent chunk gain. Right, because I mean, he has been making plays more recently with his legs than he had been all season, and I think that dynamic playmaking will be necessary if if they want to win the game. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the Baltimore Chargers game. Bomber. The Baltimore Ravens against the or in home at home. I can't talk. <laughs> in home. Uh, they have Kenny Dixon. Oh, uh, at f- their line's at 40 and a half yards. And I think that over the last few weeks, he has been the more dynamic rusher. I think Edwards has been carrying the ball more. But they mm-hmm. use him as a chain mover, and Dixon's been the chunk yardage guy. And I think there's if they're going to lose if he has less than 40 yards. And since yeah, I I p- I'm picking them, I'm going to go with over. It wouldn't shock me if he's around 100 again like he was last week. So Fair enough. I'm going with... Over forty yards for Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, my first one for the Oral, the Orioles. I wish. Oh man, I'm already there, man. So don't don't even go there. It's I'm excited. Sad. I'm excited. It's so sad. for the Ravens Chargers game, uh, or Clippers if you choose the LAC <laughs> acronym. Um, my first pick is going to be the first touchdown of the game. We'll go to Mark Andrews, and I say that because the money line was like was like plus I think twelve fifty. Yeah, it was a good. So it's high. It was a good bet. And. Over the last few years, always in the first few years, all, last few games, always see is Andrews, 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 Andrews. Like every big play that Lamar throws to has come through like him. Down the middle targets and so like I expect because we think that the game script's gonna be completely different than anyone's seen, and like an RPO in the red zone finally goes to him. Yeah. Or if we do my favorite play of all time, where if we're going to two, Tebow jump pass. I don't know if he's tall enough, but I like it. I mean, he's got Lamar's tall. He's got a jump. The sure. jump pass. Thing. Or he could just jump and lean over a little further this time. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right, mine. Uh, my second one's Lamar is going to be under his sixty-seven rushing yards. I think that's that line's pretty high. He only had I think thirty-nine yards the first matchup, which there was a lot of rushes for loss, and they didn't have a lot of designed runs per se because they were really going after him as a runner in the the option game. So I think that. Lamar, although he, I think he's a little bit more successful this game, I don't think he hits 60, 68 yards. So I'm which go, is a lot. Which is a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Even though he's gone over it a lot, that is still mm-hmm. a lot of rushing yards for a quarterback. So I'm, And I think that they're going to have a lot of success running with the running backs. Mm-hmm. So I like Lamar in this game, but under 67 yards. I'm going to piggyback off of, because Ben and I were discussing so much about there's probably going to be finally a big play in the pass game. There was two lines I was looking at for our receivers going over receiving yards. And specifically in the past game with the wide receivers. Right. Like, the tight ends, they've been decent. But I So, like, I think you can choose either or of these. 
and I chose Browns because it was a little bit less. So Browns was over plus twenty six point five. I take that two receptions for him. Right. I mean, like if he hits one deep ball, which is what we which think he's going to happen. I think happen, he's going to have a deep ball this game. So that's like one for fifty at least. Yeah. Or the other one was Willie Sneed for twenty eight point five. I'll take that over too. But yeah. I mean, either or of those. You w- could Willie Sneed's had games where he has zero. And then he's got games where he is the clear target in the passing game. So that's a good yep. thing. Um, last game, Chicago and Philly. I'm saying Trubisky is going to struggle in this game and have under his 238-yard line. I think it's, it's almost identical. It's literally identical to Dak's. And I trust Dak way more than oh, yeah. Trubisky in this game and like their respective games. So I'm going to take under 238. My first one is Nelson Aguilar for over receptions. I think he's going to be the one that has to change that game if the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, he's going to be a deep threat. So his is at 3.5. It's kind of bold, but I think he gets four receptions Yeah, at least. No, I like that one. I'm going to use their other receiver because I think they're going to have to throw the ball, even though I predict them to establish the run. Alshon receptions (laughs) line is at 4.5. I think that's easy for him. I don't think that yeah, I think he matches up well against Chicago's defense. Mm-hmm. So a few jump balls go his way. I like that. So my last one's a bit of a stretch, but I really see this game being close until the end. I think Chicago gets a last second TD to just wipe them out. So on their defense. So that's the one I chose was the last TD scored Chicago's defense. I like that one. That's a good Bold, one. Bold, but I that's think I think it comes down to like they're trying to make a play. They're down by three. They're like the half field line, and then Foles just you know derps one to Khalil or Khalil strip sacks and he just takes it to the house. Yeah, like that's what I can see happening. I like it. Just ices it for him. Like I don't think the Bears play well enough where they can't win without that kind of thing. Yeah, they're if they, yeah it's, it's gonna be a it's three point Whichever team win. makes the most plays in that game. I know yeah. that sounds dumb, but it's it's true. I mean, you can get rid of. I mean, you can just consistently move the ball down the field and win. And I don't think either team's going to really be able to do that. It's mm-hmm. going to be the big, big-time big plays in the turnover game and the mm-hmm. deep passing game. I think that's where the, the yeah. game's going to be won. All right, so let's move into – we have two uh, – we normally start with bones to pick, yeah. like our bone to pick. And we're going to go kind of that route, but it's specifically about the NFL regular season awards. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, why don't you start off with the one that you're upset so, about? I'm not upset. That per se, I just I don't know why there's no love there, and I think it's because of the lack of time. But you know, I don't know if there was a lack of time. But I think Lamar Jackson needs way more consideration and have more of a hat in the ring for Offensive Rookie of the Year than he's gotten. So the two thing, the, the biggest stat I think anyone can play with is the six and one record as a starter. Wins matter in any sport because if you don't win, you're not getting anywhere. So the fact that he has had seven games in the back half of the, the schedule, given those opponents were relatively easier to play with on defense, he still had to play the Chargers. He still had to play the Browns, who are not, you know, your mom's they're, Browns. They're pretty good. <laughs> right. You know, he had to go on the road to Kansas City and put up one of the best games he's played. I just think no one's giving him the love he deserves for taking a team that, like, looked like 8-8, eight and eight, if we're lucky, because we were kind of on a down pattern with where we were going. We weren't running the ball like we were. We were for sure going to lose one of, like, the Oakland or Cincinnati. We we're going to lose one of those, or Tampa Bay. I thought for sure we were going to lose yeah. Tampa Bay with Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. And we we didn't lose any of those games. Like, we won yeah. the games we are supposed to win. So, like, the fact that we had a pretty mediocre rushing attack 
And I think that was because the oh, game it was, it was bad. It was a bad rush like, attack. They wanted to show the flack we could throw more, and I have no idea why. Because we've never won- we've never liked that ever oh. since he's been a quarterback. Like it's always been a stat that if we don't run the ball twenty more times, like we lose. Yeah. So I don't know why that was that way in the first half of the year. But when he comes into the games, we've had I think the lowest total we had as a team was one hundred and sixty nine. We've had seven games over that. Yeah. <laughs> which is absurd rushing wise. But we were setting records left and right running the ball. Crazy to think that a quarterback could change that dynamic as much as he has. And then himself has 695 rushing yards, which was the most in the span and like pretty close to the, the most ever by a quarterback in a season, I'm pretty sure. Vic had over 1,000, I mean. But yeah. give it over, give him 16 Given, games yeah, then. He was on pace to shatter that. So Yeah, he was almost going to have a 2,000 yard season. Yeah. So there's also that. In two months as a starter, he had one month where he's offensive rookie of the year. Like that alone should tell you that well, yeah. he, if you take it over a season span, if he's got one month of that, there's chances that he beats a lineman out for which Quentin Nelson won one and yeah. Baker won one. So like, there's chances that he could take these, you know, awards over as it is. Obviously, the the biggest knock on him is the passing game, and that's everyone's going to say that. But like, he's been making the throws he needs to make. He's been leading the team when he needs to lead the team. He's got one game-winning drive under his belt because he made sure we sealed the deal in the first game he played against the Bengals. He made sure that game Should won. have had two with Kansas City. Yep, Kansas City should have happened. Like, he's just been proving over and over again that like he can do this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter which way he's doing it because he's just doing it. He's winning games, and that matters. And obviously, Baker had one game late in the season once they did a switch to. You know, they changed schemes up. And I think... Him kind of like Foles, they run a pretty easy offense for him to contain. We're not asking him to do too much. Whereas we're asking Lamar, hey, we need you as a running back and as a quarterback. Yeah. We're asking a lot of one guy, and he's been proving it. And, you know, he's got 70 rush drives in five games. He's the first to do that. Like, I don't we, know. We've been waiting for a superstar on offense as Ravens fans Forever. for a long time. I mean, time. I think the last relative one was Jamal Lewis. Yeah, that was a long time. And that's ago. saying like, like Ray Rice. And he wasn't was, dynamic. Was never that. Yeah, Jamalos wasn't dynamic. He was, he was just he's freak of nature. He was just down your throat. Yeah, but so, uh, I think we finally found a superstar though. Yeah, and I think whether he is like game changing, he is going to lead us forever. I don't know if it's that, but like five just, years of this, I'm happy. I'm with. very okay with. And like Ben can say, like I was probably one of the ones that like I liked the idea of when we drafted him. I know he wasn't ready for this moment. For, so for me to go from midseason being like ah to saying he should be the rookie of the year is a huge change in my opinion. Yeah, he was a good, like I've been on him. Yeah, on the I train. Was skeptical the entire time. His junior when he was winning the Heisman, I was like, man, if only we would draft him. And no, thinking there was no literally chance. no shot. There was and no there was. chance we were going to draft him. And then here we are. Yeah, and <laughs> like. I get, I'm the first one to say that his passing scares me. It does. But I've seen him do enough where I'm just like, have the confidence to spin it like he's spinning on the Mark Andrews throw every time. And it, we got here, something. Here's the thing. When he sucks, it's clear like he didn't throw the ball correctly. Like when you see bad throws, he doesn't ever... Feet. It's not like he looks good when he throws those balls and then it's just in a bad spot. It's because his mechanics break down. Yep. And I think long-term, if you take care of those mechanics, he and truly can be something... Sp- he can be Russell Wilson, with, but even more dynamic. Right. Like, and that's just wild. And I think we will get a full scope of things when we have a full season, all season of game planning, figuring things out. 
I would love to see Roman be the offensive coordinator and a little more James Urban working with him. And I think that's what we'll get out of the I think I think Morningwegs earned yeah a I think second he's stint. gonna stay. I wish Roman would call the right. plays, right. but that's another thing. Also, I'm gonna just piggyback for a second. This isn't my my bone to pick section per se, but John Harbaugh's not getting any love for Coach of the Year. No, and it's insane how truly like one. he went from like a team completely dead in the water, like four, four and, five, and five at the bye. Nobody was everyone no was like pulse. nobody wanted to watch this team. Yeah, nobody gave him a chance, and yeah. then he makes the switch because of this Flacco injury. Obviously, I'm not sure if he makes the switch really if Flacco doesn't get injured. Right. But he, they completely rebuild, rebuild the identity of this team and make the playoffs. Mid-season. Mid-season. Scrap the entire way the offense is ran. It was, it's, it's been outstanding. We are one of the two teams in the NFL that finished top 10 in defensive yards per game, where we finished first, and offensive yards per game, which we were ninth. And I think that's insane. Like we, The Steelers were the other team, surprisingly. They didn't even make the playoffs, but that's a whole other issue. But... I think that just being able, like, oh, their offense isn't even that good. And it's like, no, no, no. They average 30 more yards a game with Lamar. Like, yeah. just because we're not passing the ball doesn't mean that doesn't we're mean not we're gaining efficient. yardage. So I think that mm-hmm. the idea that John Harbaugh's not getting any love for Coach of the Year just baffles me. Yeah. But he, and he's not going to win it, so that's what's sad. And I don't think Lamar has a shot to even no, win he has no, the he's year. Got no I think he's, like, fourth right now. I think Quentin Nelson is literally on the But even in the games him. when he didn't, Play. Like he, he was still effective. He was effective in games that mattered. I think the one game we won that he really didn't do anything big was and big was about the term because he didn't do anything huge in the games he came in. But Denver was the one game where like, he we didn't see anything. Yeah. That's just because we flat dominated Denver. Yeah. But like, you know, the win against the Steelers he did a little bit. The loss against the Steelers he didn't do anything, which shows you and maybe he could have done something. Yeah. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree with you. All right, mine. The, my real one is Patrick Mahomes, bro. He's got he's got to win the MVP. I there there's an argument that Drew Brees is somehow even in the conversation, mm-hmm. and I like I get the whole they they have the best record in the NFL argument because that's that's a, always a driving force to the MVP. Mm-hmm. But I just think there is no other quarterback that has ever really done what we've seen Mahomes do with the type of players that he has around him. Yeah. Two two good players. Yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are are, are top three at their position mm-hmm. respectively. I love Tyreek Hill. I, I probably not the best dude. He's got some off the field issues, but as a talent, like he's so much faster than everyone else. You can't cover him. No, and he's got Travis Kelsey, probably the best overall tight end in the league. Definitely had a Gronk. Now there's no argument. Mm-hmm. I think Ertz might be a little bit ahead in the passing game. Fair, but after the catch, Travis Kelsey's a monster. Yeah. So you can just give it to him. And here's the here's what I, I want to point out. Drew Brees only threw for 32 touchdowns. To 50. To 50. Mahomes had 50. Like He ties Tom Brady's 2007 mark. Remember that year where he literally broke everything? Mm-hmm. He ties that. I think what I really what, – what the stat that I like the most is the yards per completion. Now, I know they have Tyreek Hill on one side, but Drew Brees – has like Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Michael, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. And he's even got Mark Ingram and Ted Ginn when he's healthy. Ted Ginn when he's he healthy. Takes a top off. The rookie's escaping my name. He was the guy that Sitting took the top more? off. No, I can't remember his name. 
But they, they've got guys. They got Ben Watson, who actually was pretty terrible. Traquan Smith, that's his name. And, like, like Brees has more guys. Like, Sammy Watkins was hurt all year. Like, Kansas City had nothing behind the other, them. That's another X factor. Kareem Hunt, gone. Just immediately gone. Handled wow. it like a pro. Although, that is when their offense kind of started to, to not be as great. But, Mahomes has 13.3 yards per completion to Brees' 11 mm-hmm. yards per completion. And Brees was second. So, like, that gap... Is huge. Like thirteen point three, is two point three higher than eleven. Just in case you couldn't do the math there. Yeah, I was lost. So also, Drew Brees didn't hit four thousand yards passing, which I think is a landmark. Like he totally Joe Flacco did. It was like three yards short of four thousand yards, and he didn't play the last game. I get that, but when you just look at the final stats, like I think stats matter for sure. They're not everything because. Game-winning drives, Brees led the league by a mile in game-winning drives, which I think is important. But Mahomes threw for over 5,000, so that is just a huge difference in my mind. Also, Mahomes has a little bit of life in his legs. He had almost 300 rushing yards, which I think is also a a big thing. Like, he can get the job done on the ground. Well, it's it's not even that. It's the fact that he can get in and out of the pocket, too. Yeah. He, like, he can maneuver the pocket as yeah, good as anybody. Their offensive line is not good. Like, Kansas City doesn't have a great offensive line. Where New Orleans, for most of the year, we were like, that's the best offensive line in football. Yeah. So, I just think Drew Brees had way more to work with. Didn't put up nearly the stats that Mahomes did. So, I don't know why you're even arguing. Yeah. So, in the four games that Kansas City lost, I think that... It's almost to the point, though, like, I feel like with the Breeze winning, it's like people just think it's the last thing he needs. Yeah. And I think he gets the Super Bowl this year, so I don't think he needs this, because I think he wins the Super Bowl. Oh, he's, but he's like, in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter. But, like, I feel like people need it. They want it so bad because it just caps them off. Yeah. And I think that's why there's so many people that like it, because he was such a great year. But it's, it's, it's it, almost it's a, like... It's a one-season award, though, and people have to remember that it isn't like a body of work thing. Right, that's what people just, think. It's like a lifetime achievement award. Just because you're... You're like you don't want Mahomes to be the next best thing, and I don't want him to be either. Like I, I don't like the way that he plays per se long term. I think it can get him in trouble after people get tape on him. Yeah, and is and he's got Tyreek Hill, which just is a perfect marriage for them mm-hmm. in that system. Yeah. So I don't know how much longer Mahomes is going to be great, but this season, man, he absolutely blew the roof off of my expectations, and I think everybody's yeah. expectations. So. You, you just just hand it to him. Like it's it's really not that hard. If the, right. it, it it should be unanimous. Just point. give it to him now, and that way he can turn into Brad Favre later. Yes, exactly. I can completely agree. All right, so the four narratives that we're going to go into. Yeah, let's start with the the big one right now. Antonio Brown throws absolute temper tantrum at Steelers practice. Yeah. Doesn't play in the game. Yeah, kind of left the game early, I believe. Even though they won, it's not like they lost. But he had, he had to go do something. I don't know what he had to do, but he had to do something. So it's not for you to know. There were options on the table, and what the what the Steelers are going to do with this? Because this is clearly a giant PR mess, and it's oh, probably it's a cancer in the locker room itself. It's going to affect the team. You got to think it does. So the solution that I was thinking mm-hmm. about, because this is probably a beef, not just between Big Ben. And Antonio Brown. Yeah. But, but the the way I would go about it, you, you can't get rid of him because of the contract. It's really tough to get rid it of him. Is. You're handcuffing yourself. And even if you want to get rid of him, you got to wait till after the June 1st 
cut day to, to get like the cap hit down to reasonable. It's like us and Flacco. Like yeah. the way that his contract structure is a little different because we can trade him now and still get that same cap hit. Right. But we to cut him, we'd have to wait till after June first. Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of deal. So I think you gotta sit him down and be like, bro, bro, what are you doing? Because if you if you if he doesn't want to play play ball, then you got to get rid of him, and I understand that. And then you then yeah. you trade him, but I think you you can't just immediately go and trade him, yeah, unless he is not willing to to talk about it. So I, I my guess is that he would stay with the Pittsburgh. There was a thing that actually just now as we were recording, there's something that came up that said that they are working on restructuring Big Ben's contract for him to stay long term. So a lot of people were like, well, what if they just get rid of Big Ben since that was mostly the beef that was public? And I don't agree with that because it's not – this is a bad year to try to warm a quarterback. Agreed. So it's just like I, I'm kind of on the train that like I would think about the Fenwells for everything and Mike Tomlin, both of them. Oh, I, I, if I was the owner, I'm getting rid of Tomlin. I think this is, enough is enough. Yeah. And the like, now the only thing I would think of is with this – like explosion, if you throw a new coach into it, mm-hmm. it might backfire completely, and you might lose the locker room at right. like almost all together. So that would be the one thing is you may want consistency in terms of like the head of this right now. Which makes sense. So that would be the argument in that case. But I think that Tomlin, if he's got one more go around, and I think if they have a bad start to next year, it would not shock me if he's gone mid year. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. Because this this nucleus is obviously not staying together very no, much longer. No, can't. It's been so rocky. Rocky. So along with that, does do the Giants? We'll do two Giants ones in a row. Do the Giants even entertain trading Odell for the same kinds of reasons? Like we've seen, these are the two most dynamic receivers in the league, but they both have these personalities that are just so big that they're kind of overshadowing. The other great stars on those teams. Yes. Yeah. So here's my take on the Odell situation isn't no, really about his personality at all. I'm fine with Odell. He can do his antics thing as long as he's not doing what Antonio Brown did and like yelling and throwing footballs at teammates. Because like you can be, you can like act immature without doing immature things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Odell's at still on that line where AB has now crossed that line and is just being yeah. terrible. But from a football perspective, building a football team perspective, I think you have to entertain offers at this point. Because yeah. he showed he was great again. Like, even with yeah. the money, he was, he put in work, he was great this year. Mm-hmm. Even with a terrible Eli. If you yeah. can get a, a, a team or a team to offer you, like, what the Raiders got for Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. I think you have to at least think about it. Because now you, you're going to need to go get one of the two. And, and so we're going to talk about this in a second, but you need to go get a quarterback. Yeah. And I think Haskins is the only legitimate option this year for yep. wanting to win. Yep. Unless you like Drew – or um, what's the guy's name from Duke? He's the only other guy that might be able to know. step in and win games this year. And I don't, I really don't like him. Yeah, I, I think Not Haskins him. is the only the only way to go. He just comes from a good coach that knew Peyton. Yeah, and, and Ohio State's offense wasn't, like, loaded. And you're going to go to New York where it's loaded. Loaded. So right. y- you have to be able to entertain that. Also, your offensive line is still a mess. Your defense is still a mess. Like you need more than a wide receiver right now. Yeah. So like I know you're gonna piss your fan base off, but but you have to at least entertain it. Now I'm not predicting they do it because I don't think I don't think they're going to do it. But from 
just asking the question, should we even entertain this? Absolutely. You, you have to. If someone's going to give you the farm, you have right. to think about it. And you have to think of whatever makes the team best in the long run. That's what it comes down to. It's yeah. like you can't ignore getting stronger. Because if you can do it two positions, three positions for one, it's kind of worth it. Exactly. Yes, in the long run. So who, we kind of got into the quarterback. So we think Haskins. If I had to predict what they were going to do, it would be Haskins. Okay. Although I'm not sold on him as a prospect long term, I think he might be the most NFL ready to go out and win right now, and I think mm-hmm. that's what they would be looking for. Because they have the talent now. Must yeah, because I don't think they're going to be enticed by Nick Foles. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think I that they, they that. do not have the cap for Joe Flacco. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that either. doesn't fit um, their skill sets. Like, uh, if Jameis Winston's cut, I don't think they're going to go after Jameis Winston. I think New York would be a terrible place like for him to Tannehill be. Tannehill, maybe. That's, it's I'm just, not impressed like, by Tannehill. It's going to be an expensive option. And I think that... Maybe Teddy. Teddy? Teddy would be nice, but I think the Saints are going to go after him kind of hard. Because they need a, like, He's still kind of young. Because there's 100% of me things that, like, Drew Brees could be like, I want him out. Family time. Like, it could happen. No, if they win the Super Bowl, it would not shock me. Because, like, he doesn't have he just retires. Yeah. At all. And He's got every so record. young. And he'll yeah. get even better with all that cap space. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, that would be... That's interesting. It's a whole other topic, but... So, like, you, you would think the Saints would just keep Taysom Hill? Just hope he turns into a Lamar? Taysom Hill's terrible. As a quarterback. As a player, he's he's Dynamic, incredible. Exactly. I don't understand where that comes from. <laughs> but as a quarterback, I mean, he made the against Pittsburgh, he made one of the worst throws I've ever seen. Not even close Fair. down the middle of the field. <laughs> but um, there's just no free agent options for the Giants to pursue. So you're probably looking at the draft. You're overdrafting the heck out of Haskins if you take him at five, but I think you're still going to have to move up to get him because... Uh, going into the year, I was like, oh, there's really no teams that need a quarterback. And now there's a few teams. It depends. I think that would go if after. If Flacco and Tannehill and some of these other guys get traded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think Tannehill gets traded. I think. Is this contract up? I actually don't know about that. He might be on his fifth year. I can't remember. I think that his contract is up, and I do not believe there's a chance that they resign him. Especially with Gabe's gone. I think they're just going to start over. So now right. you got Miami, who might really push to trade ahead of New York. And I'm just. Jacksonville. Who that's like another thing. Like why, if the quarterback is class is so weak, and Haskins is somehow this golden apple, that we're still questioning. Why would anyone give up future assets for that? Yeah. Why it, not it just depends. take this? Year? Like the Giants took this year as an idea of like, we know what Eli is now. It's not great. We could still win games, but our other playmakers will win us those games. The Miami could do the same idea. We'll just roll with, you know, Matt Moore. Yeah. And just take this year off. They've right? been taking years off for decades now. Well, that's just who they are. But you know what I'm saying? Like they, they could be like, we'll find our next quarterback in the next draft. Yeah, and not so waste. The, the upcoming drafts are absolutely loaded with right. quarterbacks. Kind of yeah, there's just so there. So which team is going to not be patient? And if you had to make me pick, it's going to be the Giants that aren't going to be. Well, patient. I think if they can stay at six and get them, it's fine. I also think that there will be. There are potentially oh, three quarterbacks taken in the first round, which is a, too much. Way this too much. This, te- this draft is not good. It, not it reminds me of the year that Geno Smith was. <laughs> like EJ Manuel got picked first. That was horrible. Geno Smith was c- considered the top guy by pretty much everybody except Buffalo. He was probably worse than EJ Manuel. So like, I still don't get that. That was one of the worst quarterback Anyone? drafts of all time. Yeah, 
And that's what this class reminds me of with, like, a better Geno Smith and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it for the Giants, but I think it's what they will do. And it might pay off early and not later. Okay. So that would be my prediction. As Ravens fans, we have to decide where our quarterback's going. Oh. Where is he going? It's across. So it depends. Le'Veon Bell has been linked to Tampa Bay a lot recently. And if they sign Le'Veon to a giant contract, I don't think that they will want to trade for a quarterback with that yeah, kind of money. I think they money. still roll with, with Jameis. I think they're going to roll with Jameis. So he was one that people were throwing around that was interesting to me. Um, you got Denver, who is not – I think for him, it's the best fit in terms of their personnel and their defense. And, like, I think their style, he obviously could throw the ball really far in Denver – Seen that before? Yeah, seen that narrative. Their John Elway might be dumb enough to do it. Definitely dumb enough. To do so it. that is one to keep your eye on. But I think the place that he ends up in is Jacksonville. Yeah. And I think that they look at their roster and they say, "We didn't lose any of the talent, really. We just lost the consistency from the quarterback position, and it totally oh, derailed the defense. Well, we lost anything from the quarterback <laughs> position. Exactly. We lost effort. There was nothing from that position. And I think Flacco, although he is not great. I think he would, uh, his presence of being like, okay, we're going to get something out of this position each and every week. We can run the ball with Fournette. I think it would be a a decent fit, and I think that Coughlin might be like, okay, I'm getting old. Let's go one last time with this roster. You have to. Because they're still talented. I I don't doubt that Jacksonville, if they got the right voice in there, they would be great. Now, I don't know why you're keeping Gus Bradley in. I think that was... (laughs) I don't get that. But... Jacksonville is my pick. So, like, I have two thoughts on where he's going. My biggest thing with Joe, and being Ravens fans, we say it all the time. We know what he was. He was never great. He was always good. Yeah. And what we wanted from him was not to do too much because we knew that it just wasn't him. So, like, for the last six years, we just haven't had a running game to protect him. So I think that's where he needs to go is he needs a dominant running back, or yes. at least semi-dominant running back. Or just a running game. Right. Something that can just produce when he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because like we said, anytime he had 20 or less rushing attempts, we said we were terrible. We were awful. So I think there's two teams that come to mind for that. I also think he needs one dynamic person to stretch the field down to. Mm-hmm. Because we've also known that as good as he is you know, needling for that outside throw to, for a third down, we always saw Mason, Steve Smith, all of them catch that, you know, 13 and thir- like 30 13 on the side. That's great. But he needs that one person, like Tory Smith, like Brashad was supposed to be, that can go over the top and catch something deep. So, those two in considerations, I'm saying A, my one first pick would be DC. That's interesting. And I think it's because we're kind of going to give him the keys to the car to decide where he wants to go. And this keeps him close to home. Yeah, he's from New Jersey, so he kind of so he stays home. He's obviously got roots here. Yeah. So that's kind of playing in his favor, being nice, being like, "Hey, you can go wherever you want to go." I think that's a huge option because Darius Geis, in his limited effort, showed so much. Geis is—he's going to be an animal. He's going to be great as long as that knee's fine. He'll be fine. And then you're gonna have Chris Thompson working on the pass mm-hmm. game for that. I think he—he he likes that's to check great. down. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we all know Flack is like a check down Charlie sometimes. He's got that. Dachson can go over top. I just think there's a lot of, you know, if Jordan Reed is alive, he, we know how good Joe is with tight ends. Yeah. 
I think that's a really good fit. I think, I think the defense... I think fit-wise, that is the best fit, in my opinion. Yeah. The issue I have is that all of Alex Smith's contract is basically guaranteed. So they, yeah. even though there's, he's probably not playing next year. I you, think you, you get to call it quits, but that's just me. But would you call it quits if you're just going to end up I mean, not his knee playing? Is like, his league. leg is like rotting. But like he's going to get paid whether or not he, as long as he's rehabbing it, he gets all of that money. Yeah. So I don't think he retires before that. I think he will retire. I, I think the injury is like, costing him his bad. career. yeah. But do they have the space? They just make a settlement. You just call it a day. Like that's true. But like, they, 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 they both that. just need to move on because we both know. Like it's just, I don't think he should go through that again. Yeah. Personally, like, that's just so much to ask for. Yeah. No, if if they can clear his, I I think that they're one of the few teams that is actually like projected to be over the cap. If I'm, I could be wrong, but I think but the cap is increasing. Like a the lot, cap's increasing. So. That's even like with the increase. Like oh, they gosh. need to cut guys down. I can see Josh Norman going. I can see. Yeah, they're they're going to they're going to have cap space, but do they want to blow all of that space on Joe Flacco? They might. It's Washington. Yeah. So yeah, that would be the question because I really do like that fit. It's it's such a good fit, and I just think it scratches both backs. Like it keeps Joe close to home. It really works for the Redskins' favor. It really works for Joe's skill sets, and then Jacksonville's the other fit. I mean, for him to get a running back like Fournette, he's never seen something like that. Yeah. And even though guys could be better, but like he's never seen anything like that. Didi can go over the top. Moncrief can go over the top. There's enough passing options there. They just only have a solid the tight line's end. Line's not bad. It's it's right. one of those where if Blake Bortles gave them anything, they would have been a good offense. Yeah, and it's just the fact that Blake couldn't work that play. Cause Joe can work that play action like no other. Yeah. Like it's just his game, and that's why he's been so bad for the last few years. Is because we haven't been able to play that game. Because mm-hmm. our running backs have been. Trash. The game Coughlin and Gus Bradley want to put yeah, in place. Yeah, they're designed. So. Yeah. That's so, why I like them. Those are my two fits. I, I, I genuinely want to see him do well because I know that we haven't seen the Joe we saw since like 13, 14. Like we haven't seen him in a while since he tore his ACL. And I think he deserves a good opportunity to show it again. Mm-hmm. And I want that. Yeah. So I want whatever fits the best. Yeah. I like that. So. Yeah. Those are all the, the three. I think I might have said four. four. We said four. Was it? Did we do four? I'm so lost right now. We did four. We did four. Cool. So that'll be that'll be it for our NFL. That's our NFL super super recap super show. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to watch the playoffs today yeah, and tomorrow. Three hours. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Make sure you like us on like, everything. Like us on everything. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. We don't have Snapchat. What you don't want that. You don't? I mean, we could take pictures of my laptop, but that's cool. Yeah, we don't really have a studio. Right? So definitely hit us up on those things. Yeah. Uh, drop us a review on iTunes. We'd love that. Certainly. Give us some love. Um, Let us know what we can work on. Definitely. What you guys would want to hear. Yeah, definitely. Give well. us some feedback on like, like what the topics and stuff. Like, What, what are you, you guys like? Do you prefer a show like this where it was all one sport and we could do just like spin-offs of that? Or do you like when we do the conglomerate of everything? Or like... Go more into betting now that that's yeah. legal every in a bunch of places. So, yeah, we'll get to know that more. So, yeah. See you enjoy the time. games, guys. Peace. Peace.